0: The power of goals is looking back on them on a regular basis. Definitely at the end of the year is good, quarterly is good, but if you look back on your goals monthly, which I think I did a pretty good job of looking at my goals monthly and adjusting at times, that is where the magic happens because you might set a goal and realize that it's not gonna work, but I'm just gonna be raw and kind of said these are the goals I set at the beginning of the year. I did change some things later as I realized some of the stuff was not nearly as realistic as I thought. But what's really critical is that for 2024, as you're setting goals, so setting goals are good, but be intentional in looking at your goals. And I'll also talk about product and process goals as well because there's a difference. Are you looking for a place to continue to grow and develop, especially in your leadership? How about connecting with others who feel the same way? Hi, I'm Paul Ferrandi, aka Incredible Paul, and I've got great news for you. The Incredible Paul community is for people who desire to become the most incredible versions of themselves. The community is for individuals who are goal-driven and action-oriented. This community is dedicated to leadership and personal growth, especially in going deeper in your career, starting a business, or developing a business. Join me in becoming the most incredible version of yourself. Go to org slash community to join the waitlist and sign up. I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-L dot slash community. Join the waitlist. I can't wait to see you there. Turn this up. Turn this up. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Hi, I'm Paul Faranby, and welcome to Incredible Paul Leadership, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of reflection and goal setting. So I know it's not the most exciting topic, but we're at the end of the year. We're looking forward to what 2024 has to offer, what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be accomplishing. And I thought it was a good opportunity to talk about this from my personal perspective and just share the benefits of it as well. So I did get to reflect a little in the Thanksgiving week on episode 47, attitude of gratitude. So if you haven't watched that or listened to that, Definitely go back and listen to it to stream it. Also, if you're just listening to this episode, you want to watch it as well. My facial expressions, kind of the flow, body language. You don't get all of that just listening to it. But I want to definitely say thank you for your support in listening to the podcast. But definitely step up your game and watch it as well. But reflection is important. Reflection allows you to bring things into perspective too many times we continue to go and go and go in this fast-paced society we're always on the go we don't have time to pause and think about how things are even going in john maxwell's book developing a leader within you 2.0 he talks about making margin making room to reflect, making room to understand how things are actually developing and going. And oftentimes it can seem that we don't have time to reflect. We don't have time to think about how things are going. We don't have time to make room of this white space. But when we are purposeful with putting a white space in and making time for ourselves, it helps us in the long run. So one thing I wanna just, real-time reflect with you what I've been doing with this podcast. So end of 2023 up to episode 52 now, which is crazy for me to say because at the end of last year, I had 12 episodes. Yes, that's right. 12 episodes. And that's not even that I started later in the year. It was because I was only putting out episodes once a month. So if any of you were with me back then or maybe heard I was podcasting. I did start podcasting at the beginning of 2022. I had recorded, I think, a couple episodes at the end of 2021. So I started in the beginning of 2022, but I was only doing it once a month. And I may ask, okay, what is, why are we doing it once a month? Well, I'm glad you asked. Or if you didn't ask, i to tell you anyway. The reason was I felt, like I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a person of faith and Jesus is first, I am second. I felt like God was telling me, that podcasts was something I needed to do as far as to practice my communication skills, my rhythm, my tone, all of that. But I wasn't necessarily sure if this is something that I wanted to do as far as to get my voice out of there. Out there. I and mean, he God showed up in a few different ways through people and then he confirmed it to me as well. But it was interesting because at the beginning I wasn't sure, so I was like, I'm just going to do it once a month. I'm not even sure if I like this podcasting thing. I don't really even know if I know what podcasting really is or not, but I'm going to try it. And so that's what I did. So right there is some advice there. If you're not sure about something, at least try it. When you're on the outside looking in, it's really hard for you to say what what it actually looks like. So I tried it. I started to fall in love with it towards the summer of that year and got really ingrained in it, wanted to learn more. Also got plugged into the Morning Meetup, so shout out to the Morning Meetup and David Shanns' great stuff, great community of people who are entrepreneurs going after the entrepreneurship every weekday morning, it's amazing. So I got to learn more about podcasting from there. I also got to learn more about entrepreneurship, so I just kept building building on it. So towards the end of 2022, I decided, okay, If I really want to do this podcast thing, monthly is not going to cut it. So I made a plan to ramp up going from monthly to every other week or really twice a month to every week. So that's what I did. Beginning of the year, 2023, I was putting out episodes every other week or really twice a month. So the first and like third Monday of the month, putting out episodes. And then from there, I said by June, I want to be putting out episodes every week. In order to do that, I either have to have topics to talk about or people to interview. And fortunately, I was able to find lots of people to interview, lots of people to talk to, whether they're in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, or entrepreneurship. So it was it was incredible to see how it all worked out to this extent that I, by the end of this year, I've already recorded episodes for the first month and a half of 2024. So not only did I go from only recording episodes once a month to maybe only being two, three episodes ahead to recording episodes every week and being like a month and a half ahead as well. So it's just that evolution has been great to see and my growth as well, as far as how I'm able to communicate and articulate and even come up with different topics and things to discuss. So I'm someone that's constantly reading and constantly trying to learn more. And so a lot of the things that I talk about in the podcast is something I'm learning real time or maybe real relearning. It is interesting that not only learning is important, but relearning and sometimes unlearning things as far as how we think things are actually supposed to be, whether that is as monumental as people unlearning the fact that slavery was a bad thing and racism doesn't work like way back in the Civil War era when they finally freed the slaves, that's like an extreme example to like on the smaller scale as far as the limiting beliefs you might have on your mind. And maybe some of you aren't quite there. but. I've definitely been there the the last couple of years about being specific about what I'm saying about myself, what I'm thinking about myself, with my limiting beliefs are creating my reality. Henry Ford once said, "Whether you think you can or you think you can't? You're right. What you think about yourself is what you eventually become. So all of that is critical. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it, or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul Store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incrediblepaul.org. I n c r e d i paul.org, and click on the store link, or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredible Paul Shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredible Paul look. So, this evolution of having episodes every week. And not only that, I don't know if you listen to 6-Minute Saturdays, but I have the regular podcast that comes out Monday mornings at 6 a.m. I have 6-Minute Saturdays that comes out at 6 p.m. on Saturdays. So, by this Saturday, it will be 21 episodes. So, 21 weeks in a row of doing episodes twice a week. If you told me that last year or even like six months ago... I would have been like, first of all, why am I doing episodes twice a week? I said I was going to do weekly, and I was really not sure how I was going to get there. But I stepped out, I started doing it, and it came to pass. The other part is stuff I've been able to do speaking globally as well. So more so on, on the virtual st- on the virtual stages, but I'm getting there as far as being able to travel to do global. That's definitely one of my my goals, I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to travel globally for work on the manufacturing side and traveling is something I enjoy. And so I want to make sure I still get to do that. So at least in the last few months, I've been able to speak to Nesby, Nigeria. So I got connected with one of the people there as far as Nesby is a National Society of Black Engineers. So it's really a global community of engineers all over the world really are around this mission to increase the number of culturally responsible black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and positively impact the community. So I was able to connect with them. I talked to their chapter about leadership. I was able to talk to a professor's class on leadership in Canada as well, so Sheridan College. That was a phenomenal experience and looking forward to talking to that class again next year, along with the stuff I've been able to do um, here in the United States. Um, Most recently was in Chicago for a conference, a lot of different things. And then actually I was in Chicago for two different conferences, the one in October, another one back in February timeframe and then other stuff I did virtually for my nonprofit Nala STEM, which I talked about in the previous Six Minute Saturdays and continue to talk about its It's been phenomenal to see what God has been able to do and what he continues to do in my life. On the more professional side, so those of you who may not know, because I don't talk about it as much, but I still work full-time in manufacturing. So I'm a continuous improvement manager at Henkel. I do a lot of stuff there and been able to really been effective in the digital transformation as far as utilizing iPads and other digital technologies in the continuous improvement for the plant here in St. Louis, Missouri. So it was that, it's definitely not easy, and there's anytime there's change or culture change or any kind of change, people don't like change. If you ask people if they like change, they'll say they don't mind it or it's okay but if you tell someone to change, oh, that's where that's where you you that's where it happens as far as there's a lot of resistance. When people have the change and they can control it, it's okay, but when they feel like they're being changed, it's an uphill battle. And my job as a continuous improvement manager is constantly trying to change things, not just for the sake of changing things, but for the sake of improving continuous improvement. So I've been able to do that and that has been phenomenal. Continue to grow there. Lots of opportunities as with is in any role in continuous improvement. There's always going to be opportunities. And on the, the personal side as well. So been able to get closer to family and friends prior to this year, really the end of last year I was traveling all the time for work. Like I mentioned, I do love traveling. I have nothing but good things to say about Nestle, Perina, and the people I work with there. Still in touch with a lot of them. But as far as my work-life balance, or really more so my priorities, because what I've been intentional about is that I don't think work-life balance is really real. Really what your priorities are because other times family is going to be more important other times work might be more important in a specific season or time but that doesn't mean it needs to extend so well, as far as my priorities i got married last july july of 2022 and really wanted to understand what it means to be married as far as prioritizing my wife and our family and we have a dog as well so that's our fur baby Uh, in quotes for those of you listening so to speak so really being able to prioritize her and that I'm definitely not perfect in that still have opportunities but at least being physically around helps a lot more say that and then really with friends as well I'm pretty active in my my church, volunteering in a lot of different capacities. Whether it's behind the camera or in front of the camera, or coaching small groups, all a lot of different things. So being let not traveling as much has allowed me to do more stuff and being able to be more present as well. But with that, I want to take some time and just talk through the goals I set for this year. Spoiler alert, I did not achieve all of them, maybe half of them. Honestly, didn't really tally them. I have them here in front of me. I'll read them off as far as what I wanted to accomplish this year. And then talk about what I did accomplish and what are the opportunities. And so as you're hearing me talk about these goals, think about the goals you set in January, 2023. Did you write them down? Were they just internal? Do you have a frequency that you look back on them or not. The power of goals is looking back on them on a regular basis. Definitely at the end of the year is good. Quarterly is good. But if you look back on your goals monthly, which I think I did a pretty good job of looking at my goals monthly and adjusting at times, that is where the magic happens. Because you might set a goal and realize that it's not going to work. But I'm just going to be raw and kind of said. These are the goals I set at the beginning of the year. I did change some things later as I realized some of the stuff was not nearly as realistic as I thought. But what's really critical is that for 2024, as you're setting goals, so setting goals are good, but be intentional in looking at your goals. And I'll also talk about product and process goals as well because there's a difference. So just looking through this, as far as like the overall theme of what I wanted for myself, was to be spirit-led, so like I mentioned, I'm a person of faith, so be led by the Holy Spirit, be a loving husband, being full of energy from exercising and eating right, constantly growing in leadership and personal growth, and being bringing value to people directly and indirectly. So breaking that down into the faith portion to, just to get a better understanding of, of Scripture, reading the Bible regularly, having my daily devotion, quiet time with God. And I will say I did a better job of this this year versus last year. There were some days I missed or some days I didn't do it first in the morning or some days I rushed it. I will be all open and honest there. Every day was not the best day, but I was definitely more consistent this year than I was last year. The other thing on here, I didn't really do a good job at, at all. at all. Let's say, like, the first month I did okay with it, and then it kind of just fell off, but was memorizing scriptures every week. So I mentioned I'm, I'm a person of faith, and one of the, the key things with that is to make sure that I'm not only just reading it, but I'm meditating on it, like it's being ingrained in my thoughts and the way I approach things. And so, fortunately, I'm immersed in either going to church and interacting with other uh, believers, but I was not as intentional about memorizing scripture. So that's something I'm going to be doing more of next year and be intentional about. On the business aspect, I expected to have a sponsorship for, the, for my podcast by September, which what I realized is not, I mean, isn't it impossible? No, it's not impossible. But... It was not very realistic as far as, I set this goal at the beginning of January, I only had 12 episodes under my belt. Didn't really know much about podcasting. I mean, I'm I'm still learning and with anything, you still continue to learn and grow. That's the part of being human. That's the fun part and also the humbling part is that we will never know everything. No matter how hard we try, there's always gonna be someone that knows more about you in a specific area or specific skill. And that is the power of having teams and having people who are better at you in different in different areas and coming alongside you. So that one did not happen. And then the other thing I talked about is different monetization strategies. So affiliate marketing, I did get that set up. I'm doing more as far as affiliate marketing. There's a lot of different affiliates. So like if you go to my website now, I have it in carlpal.org slash podcast, like all the different tools I have. I'm an Amazon affiliate. I'm a Beehive affiliate from doing the newsletter and Riverside for what I use to record as well. Other thing is on the, the personal development side. So leading a small group or leading kind of a mastermind, so to speak. So I was able to do a couple of these actually. So. I through my church, we have what we call small groups, which is what it sounds like small groups of people on a specific topic. I did one on leadership, and I we went through the book, bu- we used the book Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by John Maxwell, had phenomenal discru- discussions, and it was amazing. We also, talked about God is for you in that gr- group as well outside of that i also did a mastermind incredible mastermind so if you look back you you saw those commercials of me talking about it that was an amazing group i actually did that over the summer before the small group and was able to connect i think at the end we had about six people that were attending regularly which was really great we talked about not only leadership talk about some leadership some business stuff some content creation and marketing stuff as well. And so I really liked that group because not only we had people of all ages, so we had a student, I believe, and if he's watching or listening to this, <laughs> I believe he's a sophomore now um, going to, yeah, he's in a sophomore year. He's doing tremendous things. And then we had people working professionally and people who've been working um 10, 15 plus years. So really wide range of people in, in that group of six outside of myself. So that was really cool. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel stuck and coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to incredible.org slash coaching, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L dot org slash coaching, or at I am incredible on all my socials, or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself. Besides that is being intentional about how many books I'm reading. So, at the beginning of the year, I set a goal of reading 40 books. So, last year, I read 36 books. The year before, I read 30 books. So, I said, I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to target to read 40 books this year. And when I say read 40 books, I should be completely honest and say to intake 40 books, whether that's reading or listening to the audiobook. I do try to read books as much as possible, but I'm also with my commute and stuff in the car, at least an hour a day or breh, 55 minutes a day so I can have some time in there. And the times I travel, I can listen as well or read a book. So 40 books in, that are taken in. And so I was able to meet and exceed that goal. I actually was able to, to meet that goal in October to read the 40 books. And now by the end of the year, I'm on track to actually do, really finishing up to do four books um, a month. So about on track to read 48 books. Just gotta wrap up this this last book to get to to 48. And so reading books and being intentional about your personal development is good. Because we talk about professional development, but your personal development is just as important. I think more important than your professional development because your working life, yes, you need to work, you need to provide for yourself, your family, all of those things, but your personal life breeds into your professional life. I know in the last 10 plus years, from what I've seen and heard, the working space, really the industry or academia where you are talks about bringing your whole self to work and the importance of mental health has been drilled down and really accentuated. So we realize, psychologists or psychiatrists will tell you is that you don't really, can't just flip a switch and be like one person at home and one person at work. You can try to, but they definitely bleed into into each other. If you're having issues at work, it's going to bleed into your personal life. If you have issues in your personal life, it's going to bleed into work. So when you take the time to professionally and personally develop, that is going to make a huge difference in your life. And so more times with friends as well, just hanging out, going to concerts, all of those things, that has been critical. And I want to talk quickly about... So I, I talked about those goals and those are kind of like larger skill goals and I have specific goals for incredible that I I won't share here. As far as right now, maybe if I have time at the end, we'll talk about them. But I want to talk about the difference between process goals and product goals. Because there is a difference between the product is like what you see, it's the end goal, but the process is what you're actually doing. So in the be one thing that I I, and so this was what I learned from reading Relentless Solutions Focused by Dr. Jason Selk and Dr. Ellen Reed. And I was fortunate enough to not only read the book and get connected with their level up game plan, but also have them on this show, on this podcast as well. So you can go back and watch or listen to those episodes. Episode 29 with Jason Selk and episode 41 with Dr. Ellen Reed. They talk about... Relentless solution focus, and really mental toughness. And so one of the things they talk about is these product and process goals. So like I mentioned, the product goal is the end goal. The process goal is how you get there. A lot of times what we do is that we focus on the end goal, but we don't necessarily know how to get there. And it's been said that you can work 10, 20 years to become an overnight success. And what that means is that you're putting in the work, you're doing the process, and that process is gonna lead you to the product, those goals. So with that, I have a few product goals and then some um, process goals I wanna share, at least for myself with Incredipal, one of the product goals is to make $10,000 a month um, in th- this year, and I'll tell you, I was nowhere close to that. But it was a goal that I set as far as a product goal. And I'm going to hit that and overachieve that eventually. Um, another product goal was to maintain good health. Because if you don't have good health, you're not going to have... You can have all the money in the world, all the success in the world. But if you don't have good health, you can't enjoy it. Another product goal was having a deep personal relationship with God and with my wife. So those were the product goals. And I'm breaking it down to the process goals. So the process goals... This is where the 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 magic happens. This is where it all comes together. So, like with the first one, as far as the making ten thousand a month for incredible fall in twenty twenty three, the process goals was posting on social media regularly. So I, I specifically highlighted highlighted LinkedIn and YouTube because I know YouTube does a lot as far as connecting with Google and the findability. So I'm definitely I'm so a baby in the YouTube game as far as I start, started earlier this year. When really you know anything I was doing, I've gotten better as the months have gone along. I've been doing more with the shorts and putting out some content, but it's, it's a work of progress. The other thing with the process goal is to read regularly to garner knowledge. So that's including the books. And also I'm a Maxwell Leadership Certified Trainer, Speaker, and Coach. And there's a lot of content is where, in there and training, and courses that I can take and retake, and so that stuff, as well as creating marketing content for the podcast and social media to showcase my skills. So you've, you've probably seen a lot of stuff I put about the coaching I do, and the Crowpaw community. So a lot. what I've been learning is that I can be doing great things, but if no one knows I'm doing great things, then no one can actually reach out to me for it. So I'm being intentional about showcasing what I'm doing or what I've done on social media, but also in person when I'm going to conferences or different workshops, being intentional about talking about what I do, not in like a, a bragging type of way, but in a confident way. One thing that really transformed me this year was that I had worked for Nestle Perina for four years and came to Henkel, which for me, I didn't really know what Henkel was until I got connected and started interviewing with them. So it forced me to be intentional about myself bringing the value, what I'm doing or who I see myself as, having value in that instead of having value in the company. So it was really easy while I was at Nestle Purina Nestle is a huge name in the food industry. Purina, just as big in the U.S., and especially in St. Louis, They're, the North America headquarters are here in St. Louis. So you say the name Purina, everyone in St. Louis knows what it is. It's like, oh yeah, that building right by Busch Stadium, all the dogs that you can and pets you can bring to work, all of that. So there's that name recognition. And so I would say that was one of the things that made it difficult to leave there, besides the people and the company being phenomenal and doing well and growing all those things, was the name recognition. I was, my value was wrapped up in Perina. When I transitioned to Hankel, I didn't really know what Hankel was. I thought it was a, a good opportunity, uh, a step in my career, and it made me be intentional about finding value in who I am as far as my mission, Winning Paul, empowering the professional development of students and young professionals in STEM, whether that's through podcasting, through speaking or coaching. So all of those stuff, being intentional about it. Um, The other thing, so I'll I'll just do this, the second set of process goals for maintaining good health, which is going to the gym, physical activity at least 20 minutes, um, eating healthy, stop eating by 7.30, and then limiting any alcohol intake to at most one day a week. So I'm by no means someone that, that drinks that much or really at all now, but uh, more like a social drinker as far as my friends are going on, like I'll have a drink here or there. But I realized, especially when I used to travel a lot, I think it was like what we, we did to relieve stress at the end of the day. And what I realized is that a lot of that stuff, like it didn't make me feel any better or it didn't make me feel worse either, but it was just a lot of excess calories that I didn't need. And what I I finally noticed at the beginning of this year is that I gained a ton of weight, not literally a ton, but a decent amount of weight um, through traveling and through not eating right. And so I was really intentional at the beginning of this year to to lose weight and get back down to my ideal weight, the weight I wanted to be at. So at the end of the year realized, actually the end of 2021, realized that I got over 300 pounds. So I have physicals every year and my doctor said like, you realize like between last year and this year, so this is in 2021, or no, no, 2022. So he told me, saw me in 2021. He said, since 2021, you've gained like 40 pounds. I'm like, wait, what? I don't feel like I've gained that much. He's like, yeah, you have. It's like you, you do have a lot of muscle. Um, you're, you're still good. You're still healthy. But if you were to lose weight, it would probably help. The other thing, I'll be transparent about with my health is that I had sleep apnea and I snored and I did not realize. The extent of it until after I got married and my wife's like, you need to get that checked out. And then finally, uh, when I was traveling, all those things, I was like, I don't really have time to handle this. This is fine. But finally, when I stopped traveling, I was able to schedule time to see a specialist. And they said, "Like, yeah, you have severe obstructive sleep apnea. We need to give you a CPAP. And I was like, what is that? Like, what, like, what is this? And so, I kind of knew what it was, and I like I think from TV and stuff, it's like this really loud machine that's on your face, like full face, all this stuff, but it helps you sleep better, um, it can help you not snore, get more oxygen to your lungs, all of those things. And so, I was kind of against it, because I just thought it was something that I could do without, because I had pretty much lived my whole life, like, even when I, before I gained all this weight, that I, like, snored my whole life, it was like, that's just a part of my life, like, it's just the way it is, but what I realized is that after I gained this weight, like, it had gotten worse, and I just had felt more instances of, like, daytime drowsiness, all of that stuff, and I don't even know why I'm sharing all of this, but it just goes along with the, the health part of this. But I was able to get a CPAP, and so I started doing that, I think like late January, early February, and actually for the first month, month and a half, maybe two months, I had headaches all the time. And I'm not someone that really gets any headaches, so I got was having headaches, and almost if, to the point of migraines that would be happening But I was sleeping better as far as I didn't feel as much drowsiness. And I did some research and found research, a.k.a. just Google it and then see what the results say, that that was normal. But if it extended past two months, I might have to to consult a doctor. Fortunately, by the two-month time frame, the headaches had subsided. And I also started to see that a lot of the work I've been doing as far as to eat better and exercise more regularly i would say like before all this i was on a regular basis probably going to the gym one to two times a week maybe three times depending on the week but i was not eating well eating out way too much just from traveling and being in a hurry all that stuff well end of last year in 2022 stopped traveling was able to not eat out as much and then also was able to go from only working out one to two times a week to now Uh, three to five times a week, at least actually going to the gym. And in addition to some stuff I do at home, as well. So that along with eating better and having a cut off for when I eat. So the cutoff is 730 at night. And I also do intermittent fasting. So I don't eat until about 11 o'clock the next morning. So usually like by 7pm. So eat between 11am 7pm. So that all those things were able to transform me as far as how much weight I lost, so I was able to lose four over 40 pounds since the beginning of the year. So I mentioned I was over 300 pounds, actually, at one point was over 320 pounds. And then uh, most recently, been under two, 270 pounds, so really over 50 pounds lost. So and you can probably see it in my face, if you go back and look at episodes 13, 14, 15, uh, the first few episodes are uploaded up here. And then you look at this episode, you'll see a a difference as well. And then everyone uh, that I interact with at work and at church has said the same thing I've been losing weight. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, just doing all the things they tell you to do. Eat better, work out more, all of those things. So that is something that I've been able to do. So having those process goals is so critical as far as what I mentioned, going to gym, eating healthy, and then limiting the alcohol intake. So I want to keep this kind of a, a shorter episode, put that in air quotes. It's not going to be like an hour long or maybe even 40 minutes, but definitely, we're already over the 30 minute mark. But I want to share a framework that you can use as far as how to coach yourself. This is a, a coaching framework that I've used in the past. I use a slightly different one now. But I think it's really good. Um, you can Google it. People, it's a pretty well known coaching framework called the GROW model. So the GROW model stands for goal, reality, options, and way forward. So, been talking about the goal like, what is the goal? What are you trying to achieve? What is the end state? What does good look like? What does being successful look like? Success means different things to different people. Some people's success might just be getting up that day and doing what they need to do, do, going to work. It might seem little to that person, but maybe that person has been struggling with either stuff mentally or physically. Other people' success might be making a million dollars and making a million dollar sale. What is important with your success and your goals that you set is don't let it be based on someone else compete with yourself. We are all made by God with different gifts and talents and abilities. And when you start to compare yourself with others, you're basically telling, the God, telling God he was wrong and that you weren't meant to do this. You're actually meant to do that. And it's really, I'll just compare, like the Bible talks about this, but it's like the human body, like whether you're a hand, an eye, or a head. If you didn't have a hand, you didn't have a eyes you have had legs all these things you wouldn't have a full functioning life so not to say that uh, for people who have disabilities or don't have those things they've been able to function without it but there's a reason why a human anatomy when we talk about these all these body parts come together to make your life simple easy all those things so keep that in mind that when you are setting these goals that you're not trying to compare yourself with others other things are reality. So as far as where are you currently? Be very specific with yourself. Be brutally honest. If you if your goal is to be a morning person or wake up earlier or do stuff in the morning and you don't roll out of bed until 11 a.m. or noon, uh, maybe there's every now and then you wake up at 8 or 9 a.m. in the morning, Don't say, oh, I regularly wake up at 8 or 9, I want to get to 5 a.m. You're not being honest with yourself. Be honest with where you currently are so we can make the steps to move where you want to go. If you are struggling to get up at 10 or 11 and you try to shift to 5 a.m., that's going to be very hard to do. Incremental gains, or as James Clear talks about, 1% better each day is much better to do. So if you are waking up at like 10 or 11, maybe 9 a.m. right now, Try waking up 10 minutes earlier. Try to do that for a week and then another week, 10 minutes earlier and build on it. Keep building on it. At the beginning, you may not even notice the difference waking up 10 minutes earlier. But you think about it. If you wake up 10 minutes earlier for six weeks, that's an hour. For 12 weeks, that's two hours. For 18 weeks, that's three hours. So at the beginning, the 10 minutes doesn't feel like a lot. But by the end of 18 weeks, that's three hours that you're waking up earlier and your body is able to adjust to it as well. So that that's important, too. Um, the other thing is options as far as what you can do. So I kind of already was talking about some of the options you can do. There's waking up earlier where it's 10 minutes earlier or maybe shifting some things to not stay up as late or if you're trying to write a book, what is something you can start doing that now? Maybe it's to start journaling. Maybe it's to start posting on Facebook or LinkedIn or formerly Twitter, X corporation I would say definitely maybe focus on LinkedIn as more professional, can like you can do Facebook as well. I don't personally have a Facebook, but you can do Facebook as well. But whatever it is to actually start to get you writing, getting you in the writing process. Last thing is way forward. What are you going to do going forward? You talked about the goal. This is where you want to go. Your reality. This is where you are. Options. This is what you could do. Way forward. What are you actually going to do? What is the difference that you're going to do tomorrow that you didn't do today? Are you going to take the step? Are you going to do something different? Are you going to sit there and do nothing? So it's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day life, and not to take the time to reflect. That's how I start off this this episode, is a reflection as far as what have you already done? Because a lot of times we've achieved things but we don't acknowledge it. If you're, I talk about being a recovering perfectionist, raising my hand here that I am a recovering perfectionist. It is really intentional that you more than, more than most people, if you're a recovering professionist, you need to take the time to reflect because you're doing so many great things. You've come a long way, but you don't see it, but you don't take the time to stop. But at the same time, maybe you are just going with the flow, not doing anything different. If you reflect and what you're doing yesterday versus what you did last year is the same or maybe worse, that could be a wake-up call for you. Either way, you're not going to know that unless you take the time to reflect. I know for me specifically, as I wrap things up, what I want to do for sure is I'm going to, I know I'm going to continue to do a podcast. Incredible leadership for sure. Have not completely made up my mind as far as how much longer I'll do six minute Saturdays. I, I do like it. I like the format. I've got some good feedback about it, but As far as what my long term goals are with doing more speaking, I'm not entirely sure how that fits in. I think that fits more into like the shorter form content and the YouTube game, which I think is great. Don't necessarily know if that's for me, which we'll see. Like maybe watching this a year from now, I'll be laughing at myself saying like I wasn't a YouTuber and maybe things have blown up. Who knows? Or maybe they haven't. I don't know. Either way, God knows. We'll we'll see what happens. Other thing is to build community. I talk about incredible community. You saw the commercial for it earlier. Seamus plug. That's starting in February is my target. At the time of this recording, I haven't set a date yet. But maybe I would have set a date by the time that I'm actually editing it, I have my editor doing it, so I'll have a date come across the screen, or you can find that in the show notes. So look in the show notes. If there's a date there, then I picked a date. If not, definitely by January, I'll have a firm date of when in February we're gonna be starting. And what I'm doing with NALA STEM. So I talk about National Alliance leading acceleration of STEM, doing a lot of things there to unite, support, and build community among all historically excluded peoples in STEM. So I have exciting plans as far as professional development is concerned and for a conference and so many things. I, I'm i excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about what's going to happen there. I think a lot of the speaking stuff that I'm going to be doing going forward is going to be more geared towards that. Not to say I'm not going to be doing stuff in paul I still have this podcast. I know I'll still be speaking to people who are not necessarily in marginalized groups. I just know that especially in the STEM space, that – really is my passion. I know those are people that don't necessarily get the help that they need or that they want. So that's why I'm really intentional with that. With that, turn it back to you, what is something that you want to do? Do you know how to do it? Do you know who to get in touch with? Have you heard of the GROW model? Maybe you've heard of the GROW model, maybe you've never used it. Whether or not you realize a lot of coaches use that, I've heard of other models, Like the Tagaro method, which is kind of a slight twist on that, talks about the topic first. And the other one, that's the AOA model that talks about the agenda, kind of a similar one as well. But it's a a coaching framework, and it really helps you put into context as far as long-term goals, like I mentioned, long-term goals, reality, options, way forward. But if you don't have a coach, I know you probably already saw the, the commercial about it, but if you're still listening to this, maybe you just need to hear it one more time. If you don't have a coach, you need a coach, I want to coach you. So I definitely focus more on leadership coaching and personal growth but and career coaching as well. But I definitely lean more into leadership and personal growth. But coaching is coaching. So if anyone tells you that, oh, I only do this type of coaching, the coaching principles and the coaching training is really the same regardless of what kind of coach you go into. So if you do need life coaching, I can definitely help or I can point you towards someone that more specializes in that. But here's the thing. Seek out help from someone. Don't go it alone. I hope you learned something from this episode. I hope you take some time to reflect on 2023. I know for me personally, God has done some amazing things in my life. And I know he's going to continue to be faithful in 2024. I'm excited for what God's going to bring in my life and what he's going to do in your life, too. And I would love to be a part of it if I can help. But thank you for listening to this episode. If you're not already connected with me, what are you doing? (laughs) In all seriousness, go to incrediblepaulorg slash podcast, incrediblepaulorg slash about to learn more about me. Connect with me at, at I incredible on all my socials so that you can become the most incredible version of yourself thanks for listening be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform we'll see you here next time and be incredible incredible, incredible.